By 2020, it is estimated 30% of companies will use AI to augment their sales processes. That all sounds great in theory, but what the heck does that mean for your business? I discuss that, plus I talk about the three videos you should be creating, how to structure them, and should you be scripting your videos. All that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz Podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to another episode of Inbound Buzz. I'm your host, Moby Sadiq. Thank you for joining me for episode 71. I hope you're well wherever you may be tuning in to the show. Um, I want to talk to you about some practical and just simply epic HubSpot news in a second. But before I get there, Inbound 2017, Inbound 17 is less than two months away. And I can't believe I haven't spoken about it probably almost all year. Inbound, of course, is the biggest event in the world of inbound marketing. If you want to see the world's best and most expertise-laden congression of digital marketing, strategy, sales, as well as the latest and greatest in the world of marketing technology, then this is the only place to go. Last year, I met so many of the listeners of the show, so much fun, as well as my own marketing heroes, Marcus Sheridan and George B. Thomas. And generally, so many people who were in the building for the same reason as myself, hungry to learn and grow. So in the lead up to Inbound 17, I was thinking over the next couple of weeks, what I want to do is go over some of the predictions made last year and talk about how many of them kind of ended up being fiction and how some of them actually came to fruition. So I'm going to have a lot of fun with that particular episode whenever I do it, which will be soon. So stay tuned. Inbound is organized by HubSpot, but surprisingly, most of the people who come to Inbound are not HubSpot customers. I'd probably, I think I remember hearing a stat, I can't remember what it was, but it was something like 30%, not very high at all. And, you know, like a lot of these people aren't even interested in the HubSpot suite. But anyway, speaking of HubSpot itself, HubSpot has recently acquired in the last week of the recording of this episode, Kemvi, an artificial intelligence and machine learning startup. This whole tool is designed to help sales reps deepen their relationship with prospective buyers. Talk about a niche, right? This is in the world of AI and it's designed to help sales reps. This technology will be incorporated into the HubSpot CRM, giving salespeople even more tools to carry out what they call contextual empathetic outreach to their contact uh, to their contacts. My mind is just simply blown at the possibilities here. I didn't know what to do with this. Like, think about, you know, imagine all the things it could do. Do I read all the articles that are out there about this thing? I mean, imagine natural language emails that are automatically sent to prospects um, with content based on what page they're looking at. You know, I mean, I sort of think of like workflows that write themselves. So a workflow, of course, if you're new to the world of automation, um, I mean, Infusionsoft calls it sequences, um, you know, a whole bunch of programs call them something else. But a workflow, in essence, is an automated set of marketing actions based on a starting condition. So, for example, somebody fills out a form, a particular special form uh, on your website, um, then you send them a related email three or four days later. That's kind of related to that page. Now, traditionally, all this is done manually. 
right? So you create the workflow, you create the email, you're, you're doing all of that. So, I mean, this is still very new, but I can imagine if it's helping sales reps and Kenvi and HubSpot are saying that it gives them tools to carry out contextual empathetic outreach to their contacts. This is the kind of stuff that will happen and it will be automated. Think of the other possibilities, right? Like, you know, you tweet or Facebook message someone automatically with natural language based on what they're looking at. Here's another reason why I feel this is so exciting. Gartner, Gartner rather, predicts that by the year 2020, 30% of companies, 30% will employ AI to augment at least one of their primary sales processes. 30%. If you ask me, do I believe that? Well, to be honest, not really. I think it's kind of bullcrap. 30% of organizations today don't even use marketing automation. We're almost in 2018. That's not going to happen. But I do believe... I definitely believe that the take-up of AI will be quicker than marketing automation because of the, I guess, maybe it's perceived. I know there's going to be a lot of work and strategy still required, but the perceived lack of work required to set it up and the ability to rely on the AI platform's own learning capabilities. I mean, you can imagine a whole industry of AI strategists coming out of this one kind of area. So this this is this is an area to watch for sure. Um, now, we think we've started to see AI, you know, particularly when I, I find when I kind of talk about AI or mention it, people think of chatbots. But that's not real AI. That's someone giving a machine if and then statements. If they say price, then give them back this response. If they ask for our contact um, details or directions, give them that response. That is not AI. That is sort of just like if and then statements. But we're talking about real machine learning kind of stuff. Now, just a little bit more info on this uh, ChemV thing. Um, the core of ChemV, I guess the engine, the heart of ChemV is what they call DeepGraph. And DeepGraph uses machine learning technology to help salespeople better understand their prospective buyers. The system identifies new prospects, provides suggestions for creating personalized emails, identifies new market segments, freeing up time that can be spent on more valuable sales tasks. So they're telling us out of the box, out of the gate, this thing is going to help you create personalized emails, either via suggestions or the emails themselves, and identifying new market segments. That is insane. That's why I think this thing will take up faster than marketing automation. And this is you know, kind of like why I love HubSpot over some of its competitors. They are leaps and bounds ahead in terms of research and development, and they genuinely are passionate about using technology to empower marketers and, marketers and sales reps. Of course, they're not a, you know, like they're not a charity. They need to make a profit too, but they're doing it via R&D, via trying to stay ahead of the game. And I mean, like, they're like, you know, what, 10 times the price of active uh, campaign, for instance, right? Active campaign does almost everything HubSpot does. It doesn't have landing pages, um, which you can get around with integrations. But man, this sort of stuff, this is sort of why people are so attracted to the HubSpot brand because of all the beautiful things that they're doing. So I will link that in the show notes if you're interested in uh, Kemvi, which is spelled K-E-M-V-I. And I'll also link in the show notes what is a workflow. So if you kind of want to go back to the basics a little bit, there's no harm in that. There's no shame in that at all. There's a link here from HubSpot in terms of what is a workflow and how do they work and what things can you trigger. And I'm sure we'll have more on AI developments both in and definitely outside the HubSpot world and what they mean from a practical sense. Not AI is the next big thing and we're going to be able to do this and that, but what is the practical 
sense of AI, kind of like Kenvi, right? This is obviously for sales reps and there is something tangible we can do with it. Okay, on to my feature tool of the week. Um, if you guys follow me on LinkedIn or, or Twitter or Facebook for that matter, um, I'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, you would have noticed I released a, I guess, a review on Soapbox by Wistia. So in terms of you know what the problem this is designed to create, it's designed to help you create professional-looking webcam and screen capture videos. So I mean, you can currently do this. You know your um, soft, your Apple or your PC uh, comes with software. You can buy software to screen capture. But the editing part, right? The whole workflow part of like you know editing it and then putting together different scenes and uploading it—that's that's a little bit of a pain in the bum. So what um, Soapbox does, it does it for you. The whole thing is cloud-based. Um, if you're on Firefox, then bad luck, it's not gonna work on that. If you're on Internet Explorer, then you probably should be re-looking at uh, how slowly or quickly you adopt technology. Um, that's another discussion. Um, it only works on Chrome. How it works, and I actually, I've done a demo, so the review itself is done via Soapbox. I'll share that in the show notes as well, and you can check it out. That, of course, will be at redpandas.com.au forward slash EP71. And granted, truth be told, it's probably a lot more easier if you watch that video than listen to this. But in a nutshell, how it works is you install it with one click on Chrome, and then when you're ready to record what you want to record, you hit record, and you go and talk to your camera. Now... You don't actually see yourself, which is probably a good thing for a lot of people. You can obviously see your screen and you do your recording and then you hit stop. Once you hit stop and you're done in a new window, in a new tab in Chrome, you can then edit it. This is where it gets kind of cool. You can transition between the the scene just showing yourself full frame, um, just showing your screen or doing a bit of a split screen thing where it shows you in a third of the screen and the the rest of the, you know, what your, your uh, desktop is in the other remaining um, two thirds of the screen. And you can kind of zoom in too to what you're kind of trying to point at. So it's pretty cool. It's, I, I do like it. It's very easy to use. Um, I mean, you know, to give you an idea, I don't think I've, I can't remember if I've ever done a webcam screen capture type of video and I already did with this tool. So Done is better than perfect. Now, that's what I love about the tool. Um, I love what Wistia does. Wistia, if you don't know, it's a video hosting platform. It is uh, more powerful than YouTube in a way because it gives you better tracking and analytics and it integrates with HubSpot, which I love. That's what I love about the tool. What I don't like about the tool is currently there is no way to download your video. So you've done your video and you've like this is actually what happened to me and it doesn't mention it anywhere. You've done your video, you've recorded it, you've edited it and it now lives in uh, the browser. So it actually lives in the browser as well. So to access your videos, you have to go into the browser and you can share them and you can edit them and everything. But you can't download them. So I even sort of tried, you know, like I've got, you can download these cheeky plugins that download videos off YouTube and there's one called uh, Video Downloader, which is a Firefox extension, I believe. And I sort of, you know, gave that a bit of a go, but it didn't work either. And I jumped onto forums and apparently it is something Wistia is working on. You can't currently download your videos. So if you're content to go to all that effort and just send someone the link, then I mean, you know, there's, there's better ways, but it's done is better than perfect. Um, the other cool thing is at the end of the video, you can have a call to action. You can have a link that comes up and sends you 
uh, sends the person to wherever you want to send them to. So it's cool. I, I definitely think it's a good tool. If you're not doing something done, is always better than perfect. Um, make sure you, and the beauty of it is you can have your script on your screen, right? You can have your dot points, um, and more on scripting later actually, but you can have your dot points on your screen. You can talk to the camera, record yourself, and yeah, go for it. So definitely check out the demo that I did. It's, you'll be able to see an, a good example of um, Soapbox. Um, and um, yeah, check it out for yourself. And you can find that at wistia.com forward slash soapbox and i'll have a link in the show notes of course okay so speaking of video let's talk about the first batch of videos you should create now this is a conversation i've been having more and more and more the more people are understanding that they need a video you know but and they often ask you know what type of video should we do should we you know people often think that they need to kind of jump into you know, like a vlogging style type video, or do they do a very kind of corporate video? Do they do a case study? The point is, it, it actually obviously depends on your objectives and your industry and your market, what you're trying to do. But as a golden rule, um, and there are very few golden rules in marketing, this is actually one that works nine times out of 10. Um, the golden rule that the first batch I, I say to people to create is um, the following. So the first one is the why us video. So the why us video is a summary of your value proposition. Now, jargon aside, a value proposition is the intersection of what actually matters to a prospect. Like what do they actually care about? What are the factors that will push them to make a decision and your strengths? So if you consider a Venn diagram with one circle being your strengths and the other circle being what they give a damn about, that part in the middle should be your value proposition aka your why us so the first video is your why us video why should someone go on you keeping front of mind not how great and fantastic you are but looking at the factors that they actually give a damn about right what do they actually care about if you're a marketing agency it might be something like you know transparency and um, fast and accurate reporting whatever it may be so what do they actually care about and where your strengths are the intersection of that so that should be the first video and videos as a general kind of rule of thumb, a wireless video should roughly be about a minute, 30, two minutes, give and take, right? Max. The second video is the testimonial video. This is you or your, it's essentially a testimonial or a case study video, right? This is you getting someone who's used your product and you demonstrating some social proof about your product. The whole idea of social proof is to show to your persona, and this is why you need to define and have your personas front of mind in almost everything you do, is once you know who your persona is. So if your persona is a middle-aged dude who works in IT, then that's the guy you have on this video. As far as social proof goes, you want to show your persona that people like them have taken this path before. And your goal is to demonstrate the before and after state of someone using your product. So find that persona, demonstrate what the before state was. So, you know, before we engage with company Acme, uh, we were, we had this issue, this issue and that issue and afterwards, happily ever after. So what I call the before and after state of someone using your product or service. Let me tell you from a psychological point of view, even though the person watching the video knows that the person in the case study has likely been coached or scripted, from an influence point of view, it is extremely effective. Very much so compared to you talking about it. They know that it's someone else 
and you've likely coached them, but it is extremely effective. And they've done studies on this time and time again, and it works, believe you me. So far, we've mentioned the Why Us video, which is a summary of your value proposition, why someone should engage with you versus someone else. Uh, it is the result of you thinking about their pain points and proactively addressing them and reassuring them that they don't need to have those pain points with you. Then we mentioned the testimonial video and demonstrating some social proof. Thirdly is the process video. So where the first two are kind of like bottom of, uh, sorry, top of funnel or middle of funnel, this is very much a bottom of funnel video. This is kind of saying the process of engaging with us. These are the steps that you take to engage with us or when you come into our our brand, these are the steps that you will take. So the process video. So let me give an example. Uh, we've recently done a video for a um, eye laser clinic, right? So they help people um, get better eyesight and 20-20 vision using laser eye surgery and techniques like LASIK and PRK and, and that sort of stuff. So one of the key videos we did, we actually did these three videos. We did a YS video, a testimonial video, and we did a consultation video, right? So these guys have a two-hour free consultation. And I remember me, and this often happens, right? Like whether you talk to your friends or you work in um, an agency or whatever it is, you speak to the client or prospect People are too close to the business. Even my own business, I'm too close to my business. I get the view of my friends or other peers um, to give me some advice. We're just too close to the business. Now, going back to the point, these guys were telling me when someone comes in, we have a two-hour consultation process and we do this and we do that, then we go. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. You Are you telling me you give two hours of your time, two hours of the time of like doctors and you know their assistants and, and whatnot? I mean, that's expensive time just for no obligation consultation? And like, well, yeah, we do. I'm like, well, I don't know that. So put that as a video. So this video was was actually the steps in that consultation process. This is what happens when you come in and then they measure your eyesight, if there's any abnormalities, and then you come back and that happens, right? Another example could be childcare. So this is what happens when your child is admitted to our childcare center. Um, we assess any uh, issues that they have at home, any interests that they have, any dietary requirements that they have, and then they come in at this time and that happens, and then they come in at that time. So you can kind of see, you know, it's not just kind of process, it is any process or procedure, it's very bottom of funnel stuff, it is stuff that people who are ready to make a decision will be looking at. Now the reason why I sort of say these three videos is when you do these videos, because a lot of clients, this is the first time they're doing a video, I'm often kind of worried that they will do one video and not do any others. So I always recommend um, that they do a batch. And my batch is always the YS video, the testimonial video, and the process video. So that's all well and good. But when it comes time to shooting the video, question I always get is, should we create a script? Actually, let me scratch that. We I don't get that question, should we create a script? I get the question, how will we create the script? People assume that they need to create a script and it scares the bejesus out of them. So I mentioned I was going to talk about scripts, and this was actually inspired by, I guess, my podcast of the week as well, episode 146 of the Hubcast, which of course is uh, run by Marcus Sheridan and my main man, George B. Thomas. And I mean, it's a great podcast if you haven't heard it before, although it started as a HubSpot podcast, it really is an all-around great marketing podcast. So one of the things Marcus and George talk about a lot is video. And I'm glad that in this episode, they brought up the topic of video scripts. And they actually share a link to their free video script template, 
which is pretty darn cool. And I'll share that into the show notes, uh, redpandas.com.au forward slash EP71. Now, I agree with the gents. It agrees entirely on the type of video that you're doing. And generally, I follow the philosophy with our clients that you should not script your videos. Sure, you'll know the topic. You'll know the type of video. Is this going to be a why us video or is it going to be a testimonial video? You'll have your most salient points that you'll be discussing in the video, but generally it is not a good idea to script them. The way I work is as follows. I create a brief, a very well-defined brief that starts with the objective. What is the objective of this video? What is the persona? Uh, What are some of the key points that we want to bring out of this video? And they're just key points. Um, And then if we have to give the uh, talents a heads up, we will give them a heads up, but only if we have to. The key often is picking the right talent, most, and most of the time, either myself or the client knows the exact person to talk to. The person, when they speak, you just think, man, I need to have a camera in front of you and showcase this to the world. If we have to prep and we have to kind of get them readied up, then we'll give them high-level topics, but we stress heavily, 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 they should not script their dialogue. The best way to do this, of course, is to have dot points, right? On the shoot itself, then we simply ask questions. I know in the brief that these are the key points I need to tick off as we tick them off and go through the video. So we'll ask questions. The idea is to have a conversation. So you have your camera, and usually, and not to get too technical, but you've got your camera, and you'll have the interviewer, which is either myself or my video guy, asking questions, and the talent is speaking to the person. They're not speaking down the barrel of an intimidating camera lens. They're speaking into the eyes of the person. And, you know, you can ask questions. So, for instance, talk to me about the steps in your two-hour consultation process. Why should someone do business with you as opposed to the competition? What makes you different? And I love how Marcus and George have done this. They've got these sections in their template. They've got sections on B-roll. So, B-roll is, you know, background footage, you know, stuff of your office or your processes or your product, people doing stuff. Um, they've got sections on slide-ins, topics, um, stuff that a lot of us in the industry instinctively just use, but they've articulated that in the cheat sheet, which I absolutely love. Okay, on that note, I hope you enjoyed the show. Hopefully, you got something out of it. Please, if you feel so inclined, leave us a review on iTunes, screenshot review, and share it with me on Twitter at MobySleek. This month, I want to give one lucky reviewer a free copy of the book, Inbound Marketing, written by no other than Damesh Shah and Brian Halligan, the founders of HubSpot, who I no doubt will be stalking at Inbound 2017 in a complete non-stalkerish kind of way. So you might be the only one who reviews, and if you do... There's a free book. Hit me up if you want to talk about anything you've heard on today's episode via email moby at redpandas.com.au or via Twitter at MobySadiq. And I'll catch you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.